0: Oink, oink.
1: Fat. Two. Uh. Oink. Yes. The sounds of the farm tell you it's time for the pig pen.
0: Hello. 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 It's good to be out at the uh, Dallas Dogger event at Four Corners. Please join us. We'll be here until 7 o'clock.
2: Yeah, man, we got good crowd in here now. And let's just mention this, too, real quick, Daniel, because... We got, I don't know what kind of dog God was looking over us, but the weather has been perfect. And there's only like a 30% chance the rest of the night when it was 100. I know. a couple. I thought this thing was going to be a washout. I out. showed
0: up at the beginning of the event, and I sat in my car for about five or ten minutes while it was torrential. And then once we got in here, it went away, and I don't think it's coming back.
2: No. So come on down. Dogs are here. Auction's going on. Uh, the food is here. Eatsies, it's just – Piled up with with food out there.
1: The weather's changing,
0: Dan.
2: The cake is there. All right, Daniel, go ahead.
0: So I don't know. I think I've talked to you about this a little bit. But over the last couple of years, um, I've talked to you about wanting to adopt a rescue. And about a year and a half ago, maybe a little less than that, I was this close to pulling the trigger on a little pit bull, a little silver pit bull that I showed you named Winnie. And as it got closer and closer, I got more... Anxiety and panic about it, and kind of just quelled the whole the whole deal. Just thinking I wasn't ready. I'm never. I'm not home enough. I, I'm not. You know. I'm too busy to be able to pull that off. And but I've always kind of had my my eyes open for for a dog. And then when was the last Game of Thrones? Two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, three weeks ago, two almost weeks. two, two weeks. weeks. So my friend, uh, you guys know Tall Andy. Yep. Of course, his girlfriend. Carrie uh, Mm -hmm. and he they both are fosters rescue dog fosters so when you know they they, they, these dogs get rescued and they're kind of in the inner interim uh, portion of their their adoption these fosters will kind of house them and while they're getting spayed and neutered until they find their forever home right and they had a game of thrones watching party for the big finale and they happen to have a couple of dogs that they were taking care of, um, that they had gotten from this company. Uh, oh gosh, they're going to kill me! Animal Rescue of Texas. And I mean, sure we're out here for dogger, but when it comes to this kind of stuff, there yeah. is there's no competition. No,
2: not at all. They ever. All,
0: and they all do different types of things. Um, so they have were uh, uh, housing a couple, fostering a couple of dogs, little half um, boxer, half uh, labs. I think there's a little pit bull in them, too. Some, pe- some people have said a little Sharpei, but I think that's just the puppy skin. And it was a little boy and a little girl, and the little girl and I bonded for about five hours. I ended up hanging out with that dog all night long and told Carrie, that one's coming home with me, and that's why we have Geraldine here.
2: Right here, live and in person. Yeah, yeah, baby. Little there Geraldine. Is.
0: Yep. <laughs> So Point. I got her two days ago, and she has been just absolutely amazing. She's about 17, 18 pounds, and the first day that, um, that we had her, or I had her, um, A-plus. Taught her how to sit, stay, all the, the basic commands, started leash training, started fetch training, she was doing all of her business outside, letting me know when she needed to go to the bathroom, everything. Slept in her crate in a foreign a new place for the first night for 7 hours with no problems. Let me know when she woke up and wanted to go out. I'm thinking, "Man, this dog is going to be easy." It's a miracle. A miracle. And she, she I I was like, "This is going to be the easiest puppy ever." She's 12 weeks, a little about 13 weeks old, by the way, so she is in fact a puppy. So I get up yesterday morning and you know normal morning we get up around i don't know seven eight o'clock because that's when she gets up so i got to get up and take care of her we end up uh going hanging out for a little bit taking her for a walk get her to do her peeing and all that mess outside everything's great we even lay back down and take a nap she gets in my bed with me and takes a nap for two hours you know get up around 10 whatever you're ready for work And I leave at the last possible minute because I know that I'm going to try to crate her for the day and go to work. I'm only gone about six and a half hours, and I get home, and she's in her back bedroom, which has the crate in it. And I hear her start whining when she realizes I'm there, and I walk into the bedroom, and it smells like a pig farm. (laughs) Oh, no. Because this little beautiful girl turned her bottom into a diarrhea sprinkler. Oh, no no inside inside her crate all over her linens all over the crate all over the wall (laughs) and i open up that thing to get to get her out and it looked like somebody had taken brown finger paint and just smudged it all (laughs) over so i'm doing all of this by myself i don't have a companion that i live with that can help me with this so i'm trying to Multitask. Maybe if you did, just would still be doing it by yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to think. What do I need to do? First of all, I need to get her outside yes. to see if there's anything left. Right. Because she will go to the bathroom. She's very good about about doing her business outside. So I get her outside. I'm I'm just covered. Look, this is just the way it's going to be. Right. Right. So I get her outside. Let her sit out there for. Because I've got a, a good gate, thank God, that I don't have to. I don't have to just you know monitor her. Twenty four seven, run the bath, get her in the tub, get her clean, and dry it off, and then get her isolated to where I can start going to town on the disaster oh that is God, her dude. room. Power wash the crate, get all this the linens in the in the laundry. Get in there with. Does all... Does she have like them. a little dog bed, or is she yeah. just sleeping
2: on like blankets? And blankets. Stuff? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right.
0: Blankets. So was, yeah. So get the walls clean, the floors <laughs> clean. <laughs> the walls? Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. Right, baby. And then. So once we get done with all that, I'm freaking tired. So it's like nine o'clock by then. It took me forever to get this done. So, I'm like, well, I'm gonna get something to eat, and I take her with me. We go to a drive-through and got some chicken. <laughs> we came back home. Everything's great. I'm thinking, man, she's being really cool right now. So why don't I'm gonna take showers? I'm, you know, I'm still kind of disgusting. I'd only you know, change shirts. Go in, take a shower, walk out into my bedroom. I left her alone for one minute. The biggest puddle of urine on my down comforter, <laughs> on my bed, in my bedroom, and her just sitting there looking at me. So we went from A-plus oh. to the lowest D-minus you could possibly have. Yeah. Oh. And that's the life of a puppy. Oh. And she's a good one. Right. Like, she is chill. But right. But these... T- these types of things, they, and I was warned. It's like, dude, look out for diarrhea because when they have the changeover, when they're getting used to a new place and, and new food, and, and new food. Because I changed, right. you know, the, the food that I wanted her to to, to to feed upgraded her food from what she was getting before, and yeah, she's. Uh, yesterday was tough, but then today's amazing, right? She's like perfect. she's doing all of yeah, all of her potty outside, doing all of her verbal commands, all of her doing her uh, good leash work. So I'm hoping that's the worst of it. It probably isn't. No. But, I mean, you know, we at least I know what to prepare for now. But We
2: got another puppy a few – it's been a year. Yeah.
0: So we've had Blue, our little pit bull, for a year. Who is awesome, by the way.
2: And within, like, the first couple of months, you know, he was great. Same thing. Did everything. I mean, like you're describing, I'm like, my God, he just follows the other two around, does everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I went – same left to go do something for five minutes. Ran to the bank or something like that. Yeah to get gold
0: bars. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and I came back, and I'd left him not even in his crate. Yeah. I left him in the bedroom uh-huh. and just let them all hang out. They were tired. They were taking a nap. And I walk in there, and he is the only one that is on the bed mm-hmm. because the other two didn't want to be in a doo-doo, a <laughs> diarrhea bed, which he had covered except for the little circle that he was sitting down in. Like looking at me like, hey, what's up? Where you been? You gonna clean this up?
0: It's almost Thank like you. they know when when they're not being supervised, they know how long they have, and they know how to commit the mass amount of destruction as that they possibly can in the shortest amount of time, and they execute it with precision. Right. He and he
2: wasn't like a big chewer either of things. No. And then like in the last six months or so, it's been hat like he chewed up. Two of my Roger Federer hats, oh, that's and that, a, is a that is a no-no in is, my household. That is a crime, especially with the French Open just starting. Uh, but he's been, you know, I mean that's just part of it. You just gotta deal with it. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you got her. Me too. It'll make you a better human being having it, a dog. It already has. It's yeah, a although, puppy dog. Although on, on, the, on her second day, we did go to the bar together. That that's was all kind right. of fun. Dude, you're after taking her everywhere. Everywhere. That's great. Everywhere. Yeah. It, and I just figured. Uh, <laughs> After everything that I'd went through last night, it's like, you know what? I'm showered. You've been actually pretty. I've got all my all my linens now need to be washed. So I've put yeah. all my stuff in the laundry, my bed. I'm going to sleep on the couch tonight anyway. So let's go to the landing. <laughs> and she was great. She hung out with people, dogs, had no problems. I mean, yeah, she's she's been a hell of a little pooch. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Well, congrats. Yeah. Happy it's for a you. Good puppy dog there. Yes, yes sir. The <laughs> ticket.
2: Well, there is a crazy story that uh, has emanated from Russia that involves a journalist. Actually, it really comes from the Ukraine, mm-hmm. but it centers around Russia, where a Russian journalist and a Have guy fun pronouncing this guy. Yeah, and a guy who was pretty, uh, pretty outspoken critic of what the Kremlin's been up to. Reportedly yesterday was shot dead in the Ukraine. And then at a press conference that was supposed to be about his death, he shows up alive.
0: Yeah, so the story is reportedly gunned down at his apartment. His wife finds the body, I believe. Yeah. And three gunshots to the back, blood everywhere. She freaks out. The ambulance comes and he's reportedly dies in the ambulance on the way to the hospital.
2: Yes. And his name is
0: Arkady Babchenko. He is 40. <laughs> we think.
2: He is 41 years old. And he walked into a room of journalists in Kiev who thought that he was they were there just specifically to get an update on his murder and he walks in and they just all start they break down. A lot of these guys are are tight with this cat. And It was all done. It was an elaborate ruse, clearly, that I still don't quite understand.
0: Apparently, there was an assassination contract. There was a contract on his life, they believed, that somebody was trying to kill him, and they staged this to somehow ferret out Russian agents for whatever reason. Now, his wife was actually in the house, in the bathroom, when three gunshots were heard, And she came out, and there he was lying on the ground. So this was elaborate. She had to go through
2: the, I mean, not go through. She had to see what she thought was her husband died. So for 24 Mm -hmm. hours, she thought that he was dead, which that I can't believe. But the thing is, so as they explain what they were doing, they're not naming any names. And they're also, what I don't understand is whether or not these guys that were supposedly involved in the contract out on this guy's life, on Babchenko's life, whether or not they—I mean, the the plot was foiled, mm-hmm. but at the same time, did they get these guys? That I have not seen a report on that yet. And why? The thing is, why? The big question for me is: if they're doing that, mm-hmm. if they went through this big
0: whole ruse, why not just play out the string? Why and just not let everybody believe that he's, that he's dead? dead? Because then it would be like what, the guys that were going to. To carry this mission out would be, hey, it wasn't us. Who else was after this guy?
2: But now, if they wanted him dead, now they've caused he's caused great embarrassment to to uh, the Kremlin. So why wouldn't they just figure out a way to find this guy again
0: and kill him? Which I guarantee you would take about two seconds. It could be this that he is so. This is such a a high profile worldwide world news incident. That maybe it kind of makes him untouchable. That if anything does happen to him, then they know where then to it's directly linked to the Kremlin.
2: Well, now, after after, after yeah, after he was killed yesterday, or after he supposedly was killed yesterday, then the finger pointing went on between Russia and the Ukraine. Each side saying, "Well, you killed him." No, we didn't. <laughs> Why would we kill him? We love him. <laughs> He's a good friend of ours. This guy had to flee Russia a couple of years ago because I'm sure, just like a lot of journalists, if you were going against whatever.
0: The state was throwing out there propaganda-wise that you were then a threat. He was highly critical of Russian bombing in Syria, specifically in Aleppo. And any time that you are a threat to that regime, then you are also a target for murder. It's a a stance that puts you at
1: great risk over there. Right. How are they able to fake this death? I mean, if she was there and they come in there, they shoot him three times. Yeah. Did they just get him out of there? They before, got him out of there and put him in a fake ambulance, and then they called and said he's dead. Before she was able to go in, the, go in there and see what was going on or anything no, like that? I think she
0: saw him, too. I think that she saw she him. She heard the gun. She was in the house, yeah. in the bathroom, heard the gunshots, came out. There was his body lying on the ground, and she gets first responders to come out and take him to the hospital. So I guess in the matter of time where she was taking a shower, he has some help. Or doesn't, and just has some jacket on that he covers in blood, and it's got bullet holes in it. Acts and like he's, he's la- shot, laying then... there in a pool of blood, probably unresponsive. And then out he goes. So she. Or didn't somewhat know. responsive, and he directs her, call call nine one one or whatever, Nien Un Un or whatever it is over there. Nyet.
2: <laughs> uh He said, "I would like to apologize for what you all had to go through because I've buried friends and colleagues many times." And I know it's a sickening, vomiting feeling when you have to bury your colleagues. Also, I'd like to apologize to my wife for the hell she went through in those two days. Uh, Olcheka or Ol- Olechka, I'm sorry, but there were no options here either. And the
0: fact that she wasn't in on this and that he put her through that for 24 hours, it's terrible, but why does it make me giggle a little bit? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what the hell?
1: I don't know. So now I the- know, there are a lot of aspects about this story that just make me go, wow, this is crazy.
2: I know, but I just feel that like the the if this was some big ruse, why not just let it play? They must have arrested the guys, right? Otherwise, what's the point of saying up? Oh, gotcha. I'm alive. Ha ha. Pops out of a cake there at the at the press conference, and that's another thing that I really haven't. Boy, that would have been great. That I haven't seen is how did he enter the room? Did he enter through the side? Did he come from the back and be like, "Hello"? He just
0: walked in right on the side, and yeah, you hear a murmuring in the crowd, and they're like, "What the hell?" And he starts speaking in yeah in Russian. There was a side
1: door that he walked through.
0: Yeah, God,
2: <laughs> dude, it's uh, yeah, it's insane. That's
1: a bizarre story that is one bizarre story the
3: ticket D E A T H what does that spell death 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 death
1: today we wrap up this recent run of Memorial Day deaths with another in the world of sports. This came right on the heels of the great Bart Starr, which for a guy of my day, that hits pretty hard. Don't mind admitting. But then the very next day, we start to hear that Bill Buckner has passed on to the next plane. Bill Buckner, the baseball player, who was a four-decade guy. I believe he played for 23 seasons with the Dodgers, Cubs, Red Sox primarily. Um, A very, very good player. He is a borderline Hall of Famer. I wouldn't say he's quite there, but he's got certain credentials that would put him in the conversation for sure but alas bill buckner is remembered for one thing and one thing only and that is something very fortunate or very unfortunate that happened to him in the 1986 world series you know it's it's so crazy that guys like him can go through their entire career be really good players play two decades
0: 21-year career, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, played 21 years, have good year after good year after good year, win a batting title, and be thought of as one of the best players in the game. But then in the 1986 World Series with everybody watching, it was Red Sox, Mets, and the Red Sox were right on the verge of ending the curse and winning their first World Series in since the, I don't know, 19-teens or whatever. <laughs> and Mookie Wilson hit a ground ball to Bill Bugner playing first base, just a harmless little roller. With and two outs. With two outs. This would have been it. Now, the
2: game was tied at this point. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was tied. Yeah. It was tied. Because you'd have the wild pitch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, their and last the one was, was 1918.
2: Yeah, the last one
1: was 1918. Since tied.
0: then, they've won 11.
1: Yeah. And the ball rolls right through Bill Buckner's legs. A second grader could have made that play. Yeah. And he didn't. Just a, ridicul- a ridiculously easy play that spurred on a late Mets rally. It got the game tied. They went on to win it. That tied the World Series at three games each in Game 7. The Mets went on to win that. Now, a lot of people don't remember is that in that game, the Red Sox got some really, really shoddy bullpen work. And Plenty, if you care to look at it, would make the case that that, as much as anything Bill Bugner did, cost them the World Series. In Game 7 or Game 6? In Game 7.
2: Well, You know better than that. What happened the day before?
1: Well, yeah, if Bill Buckner makes that play. No, 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 no. no. They were game sixed. Yeah, they were game sixed.
0: We know what that feels like.
1: (sighs) Yeah, and that may have been
2: the first official game six of the term game sixed. They were game sixed. And they had no chance to win in game seven. And you know what? The same thing happened to them that happened to the Rangers when the Rangers took a 2-0 lead early in that game. You're like, Okay. In game seven, you're like, all right, everything's cool. Yeah, we we're all this. good, man. Everybody's fine. Yeah. Boston took a three-to-nothing lead, and like you said, they lost it in the sixth inning, gave up three in the sixth, three in the seventh, two in the eighth, and they end up losing eight to five. But game six, when you go back and you read the recap of what of how it all went down, and the Red Sox were up five to three going in to the bottom of the tenth inning. This thing went to extras. They scored two runs in the top of the tenth. And they bring out Calvin Schiraldi for his third inning in a row, and he's the closer. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, "What are you doing? Why, why are you doing? Why, why are you running him out there? This is his third inning, and they've been beefy innings. He'd had to work, and he got the first two guys out too. That's the thing about this. You talk about the Rangers being game sixed, dude." Not only do they go two outs, do they get the, they get the first two outs? Everything, the whole celebration, NBC, the champagne, everything had moved into the Red Sox clubhouse. Up on the Mets uh, 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 jumbotron, it flashed up, "Congratulations, Red Sox, nineteen eighty six World Series champions." Uh, Keith Hernandez had after he, he got the second out. And it says, Hernandez went into the clubhouse and undressed and watched the remainder of the game on a clubhouse TV.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Then, Kevin Mitchell wasn't even
0: in, in uniform. He was eating a hot dog somewhere.
2: So they, yes. And so um, Gary Carter with two outs gets up there, gets a hit. Then, uh, let's see, they needed a pinch hitter for the pitcher. And so who was the manager? Davey Johnson. Yeah, Davey Johnson. He looks in the dugout, and he was like, yeah, where's Mitchell? Get him out here. Well, Kevin Mitchell had followed Keith Hernandez into the clubhouse, and, yeah, they go in the clubhouse. He's sitting there in his underwear watching the game.
0: Please tell me he had a Coors cracked open.
2: And he's like, dude, we – Kevin Mitchell probably had more than that. He's like, we need you. And they say that he's scrambling to get his uniform on. He runs out there. It's untucked. And he ends up getting a hit. And then they bring in uh, Bob Stanley. And Bob Stanley had a wild pitch. and Or maybe it was he had the wild pitch. Then they bring in Bob Stanley, and that's the Mookie Wilson at bat. Yeah. Which went back and forth. It was 10, 11 pitches.
1: And yeah. It was. Stanley couldn't put him away, and he hit the little dribbler down the first baseline, and Buckner didn't field it. But true Red Sox
2: fans, I don't think ever really blame Buckner because it was mismanaged from the get-go. Uh, you know, like a lot of people pass the buck around when it comes to the Rangers on how that all went down, how that all unfolded in St. Louis that night.
1: There's a handful of guys that are blamed, depending on who you look at. Well, then there must not be too many true Red Sox fans if that's the case because everybody up there vilified Buckner, unfairly. But he was, he was a pariah, He was the biggest pariah, sports pariah they've ever had there, just about. And up there, that's saying something.
0: Incredibly like, sad, and the the cheesy move that they made once they got their World Series in 04, <laughs> the whole thing was, oh, now we forgive you, Bill. Let's let's have an event for you. You know, really weird. That eh, just, I don't like the way that felt at all.
1: Well, if you want to know what kind of player Bill Buckner was, he was a contact hitter of the highest order who never in his career, which lasted, what, 21 seasons, Mm you say? Yep. He never struck out three times in a game. That's unbelievable. And to put that another way, I saw this note. This last Sunday, on the last full day of Bill Buckner's life, there were 16 guys in Major League Baseball who struck out three times in their game. And on he, that day. On that day, and he never did it. How would, how would his career in that regard compare to Joey Gallo? Um, if it's a race to see who's going to strike out three times in a game more, I believe Joey Gallo's got a uh, – Joey Gallo's making serious headway. Yeah,
0: he'll win on day one.
1: Oh, but then the man. fourth
0: at-bat will be a 500-foot home run.
2: Now, I did I read this, too. You guys can corroborate this. I don't know. But he left the Red Sox after that year, maybe the next year, and he just kind of bounced around and went to the Angels and a couple other places. And then he signed, re-signed with the Red Sox in 1990. So four years after all that went down. And on opening day, they gave him a standing ovation.
1: Yeah. Is wrong. that true? I seem to remember something about that. I just remember that at that time, man, they were just so hard on that and 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 on him. And I I hate that because I always loved Bill Bugner. I always thought Bill Bugner was a really, really good player. See, he was. He'd been suffering since from uh, Louis Body dementia, and that is what did him in.
0: What is Louie Body dementia?
1: I don't know.
0: Is that when your body turns in to look like Louie Anderson?
1: <laughs> that's
2: a bad way to go if that's the case.
0: You just wake okay, up one day. Buckner,
2: and <laughs> Buckner returned to the Put Red up. Sox in 1990 as a free agent. He did receive a standing ovation from the crowd during play introductions at the home opener on April 9th. Yeah. Last home run was against Kirk McCaskill on April 25th, 1990. Huh. And it was the only inside-the-park home run of his career. He was 40. God. Did not know that. No.
0: That dude hit an inside the park home run at 40. At
2: 40. He's got to be the oldest ever to do that, right? He's in the conversation for sure. 290 hitter overall. 290. 174 home runs. Yep, just shy of 3,000 hits. 498 doubles, 183 stolen bases, 2,700 hits. Yeah.
0: That is a highly above average career.
2: That is a good,
1: good player.
2: Gotta go. Tw- okay, th- twenty-one years and he had four hundred and fifty-three career strikeouts. Two That's times, pretty good, man. That's like
1: twenty a year. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? How's that even humanly possible? That's a very high rate of contact. Wow, you don't see that too much these days. No, huh? He was only sixty-nine years old too. Stay hard, Billy. The <laughs> ticket.
3: Yo Wolf, this one's for you my brother Word up, word up You coined the phrase And when you look around you you might hear hear the sounds Of Rudy Jaramillo playing quarters Quarters on the ground ground. You got Johnny Oates climbing the walls Cap was flexing his muscles and scratching his balls We think Mr. Melvin is hitting the sauce Cause the Rangers got a case of dugout chaos. chaos In the worst way, they are so screwed up in that dugout Check it, out. It, it might, might feel, feel good, good if you know the situation Utility man helps avoid the temptation With the good book, he's the a man, man of the, of the cloth, cloth. But even the Lord can't stop dugout chaos It might feel good It might sound little something damn the game If it don't mean nothing What is game? Who got game? Where's the game? It all sounds the same This team is lame I got game He got game She got game Ranger fans by your head's in shame It might feel good It might sound little something So screw Doug Mel Cause it don't mean nothing if Something oh. happened Yeah Check it out Check yeah, it, it out mm-hmm. exactly Yeah clear. We're here to say, I'm speaking for the team We still got wetland, what the hell does, does that, that mean? mean? We needed a player to give us a spark Hell, even the Cardinals got, got their the hands, hands on Will Clark. Clark Not a single move, a Dizzy D Cause I don't count that trade for Ricky LaDee I don't either That was messed up dog. It, it was, was time, time for a move. move, time for a change Like Angelina Jolie banging Bangin Mr. Slingblade Like Dr. Dre finding Eminem M&M. What's up, What's up, Mr. Melvin? What's your phone plugged in? Hey, Dougie he Duck, you're making it sick Like Unlike Bobby Cartel, always showing his, showing his dick That's yeah. uncomfortable You know he loves it, though He do It might feel good if you know the situation Your a man helps avoid the temptation With the good book, cause he's a man of the cloth but even the Lord can't stop dugout cases. It might feel good, it might sound little something. Cause damn the game if it don't mean nothing. What is game? Who got game? Where's the game? It all sounds the same, and this team is lame. I got game, he got game, she got game. Bring your fans by your heads in shame. It might feel good, it might sound little something. So screw Doug Melvin cause it don't mean nothing. Happen, now what about that? Yeah. This season is over, yeah, dawg. Yeah. Yo, you ain't kidding yeah. Just messed up big time at the trade deadline Dugout chaos Much dug out chaos Dizzy D
1: and Coco out Forever